by Passion Church, the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. I've been hearing people talk lately about certain preachers, you know, proclaim that this is the year of so-and-so and this is going to be, you know, each year and everything. I've never done that before. But I, you know, I don't discount that. They pray for their church and they believe God for something and they want to hear a word and, and I didn't even mean to, but the Lord began to speak to me that this is our year of turnaround. This is our year of turnaround here at the Passion Church. That's the word I got. And I was, you know, still waiting to confirm that today. Wasn't going to say anything about it. But then when we got to music practice this morning, Brother Chad prayed, and he used the word turnaround about three times. And he, he prayed certain things that I believe is what's going to cause our turnaround in this church and just prayed it out just exactly as the Lord had been showing me. So, yes, I believe the word for us as Passion Church this year is this is our year of turnaround. Isn't that good? Let's just thank the Lord for that. Thank you, Lord. This is our year of turnaround. <laughs> Give it up for Mr. Joe Madison. All righty. All right. Well, praise God. Good morning, everybody. Yes. Well, um, let me just start off and say, you know, as I reflect and prayed about 2000 and 23, I began to think about September of 2016, and um, I'll never forget, I was two weeks out of jail out of 201 Poplar, and you can look at me and say, there's no way, and uh, I'll never forget, my wife, we made a joke about coming to church, and I said, you know what, play along with me, we had a friend over at the house, and uh, I said, you know, I said, uh, we're going to church, and he said, no, man, I'm good, I'll catch you some other time. And we got in the car, and we're going to pull out the apartments at Mallow Creek Apartments here in Horn Lake. And as we pull out the exit, the buddy of mine, he's in front of me, and we're going to pull back in the entrance. And my wife looks at me, and she said, she said, it's funny you're making a joke about going to church, but the babysitter invited me and little Joe to church while you were in jail. I said, oh, really? By that time, I'd passed the entrance. And I said, call the babysitter. She calls the babysitter. And the babysitter says, we're sick. We ain't going to make it this Sunday. And by that time, if you know where Mallard Creek Apartments is, it's just about two or three miles down the road here. And we were almost here. And I said, you know what? I remember as a kid going to church. And I said, you know, we're going to go to church. We're going to say we went. And we're going to leave. And I came here in 2016. And I sat right over there on the second row, and I heard the same gospel preached that he preached to that boy back in 1999. And I said, Lord, if that is truly you speaking to my heart right now, I said, I want what he said about Jesus. I heard that story, and it touched my heart. It impacted me. And I, before I knew it, I stood up, my wife stood up, and my sister-in-law stood up. 
And we were impacted by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. It was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. And that's what I want to share. You know, as I was a drug addict, and I just was just here, there, everywhere you could think of, and I really didn't know where I was headed. But when I found Jesus, amen, when I found Jesus, it was so glorious. It was so wonderful. And as I reflect back on 2023, and we're moving into 2024, and I hear pastor preach about faith, and I hear him preaching about encouragement, and I remember the same messages that he preached to me about faith, that he preached to me about encouragement. And I was just, I believed it. I believed it. And I was set free from drug addiction. I was set free from obese. I was 350 pounds, amen. You know, I was a big fella, huge. And I was just worn out, and the world has wore me down. But I promise you, when I came to Jesus, it was like a, it was like a water, like a water at the well, like the woman in Samaritan. You, you with me? That, that water just, just brought so much refreshing to me. And that's what I want to bring to you this morning. I want to bring joy to you this morning because that's what Jesus brought to me. He brought joy to me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord. Father, I pray every heart in this room be receptive to your word. Holy Ghost, speak through me. Have your way and your will. Father, we thank you for this time in your presence. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You know, as I was in the gym, like I am quite often, and I was working out, I noticed that there's a lot of new people coming in the gym. And I got some good friends that we started working out together and stuff. And, and as they see these new people come in, they spend more time on their phones and kind of hanging out. And they really don't seem very interested. And um, I began to see people be kind of rude to them, you know. Hey, I need to get on that machine. You need to do this, do that, you know. Or excuse me, is you, you going to use that? And uh, I began to... The Lord began to speak to my heart and he says, I wonder if there are people in the church or people in the body of Christ as people begin to get set free or people are not free and they come through the door of a church and uh, they just say, well, that's just another drug addict. Or, well, that's just another homeless person or they won't be here long. But I'm telling you right now, church, from the bottom of my heart, and I'm telling you, we're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it myself. But I can remember in 2016 when I walked in the door, I couldn't imagine what I looked like. I couldn't imagine what, what people even looked at me and thought. But praise God for Jesus. It, it's, it's so wonderful. And I, I want to turn to this scripture. Let's go to the word here. Let's go to uh, James in chapter 1. James chapter 1 and verse 2. <clears throat> Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Joy. As faith 
of the Word of God, the seed of the Word of God enters your heart, it brings so much encouragement that if you will take a step of faith and you will, excuse me, if you will believe God, He will make a way in your life. Just like Pastor said, the turnaround. As I was praying, it's just confirmation, but every song, I didn't even tell him the title of my message, but the title of my message was U-Turn. U-Turn. Because every year, a lot of times I find myself making a lot of U-Turns. And you may be relating to me. You may say, well... I started off in January. I was reading that Bible plan that was uh, 365 days on the UVerse Bible app. And I made it to about day 50 and I, I just faded away. You know what? Guess what? Me too. Can I tell you me too? We all deal with certain situations that lead us in a direction away from what God has intended for our lives. It's a battle. That's what Paul dealt with. Paul in the book if you look at him and and you see how much of a sinner he was and such a a Christian killer he'd kill Christians. He'd go into a a church service and he would pull them out and murder them. But when he was impacted by Jesus Christ he knew that he had seen the Lord. Just like I knew I'd seen the Lord in 2016 I knew he touched my life. And I'm telling you, as Paul was impacted by Jesus and he reads, as he writes, and we read his story of his life, you look at it, and over and over you see him battling the flesh. He was battling the flesh over and over. But the Spirit of God, he prayed and he received the Spirit of the Holy Spirit. And a lot of people say, oh, here he goes. And I'm telling you, when you get filled with the Holy Ghost and you speak in other tongues, a lot of people think you're crazy. But I'm going to tell you something right now. There's something about praying in the Spirit and being alone with the Lord and meditating and getting in His presence. And let me tell you something. You never see an alcoholic or a drug addict talking in tongues. You just don't. And if you do... You know right off the bat that that person is, has a demonic spirit about them. You can instantly pick up on it. And a lot of people just don't believe in it. But I'm telling you right now, when I begin to pray and fast, and I begin to turn away from the world, I begin to stop doing drugs. And I'm going to tell you right now, my flesh does not, it didn't like it. But I said, Lord, I need you more than ever. And I begin to refuse drugs. And like I said, I'm a convicted felon. I'm standing here in front of you this morning. I tell the people at the jail, it's a miracle that they will even let me in here. Because right now with the stipulations, you can't even get in the jail and be a felon. But here I am, praise God. But I'm telling you, as I begin to get filled with the Spirit of God, I read His Word, and you can see every time He identifies His son, Jesus, he brings the promise of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you right now, if you'll pray in the Spirit and edify your body, you will will come against all sugar. You'll come against all drugs. You'll come against that anger, that lust. It's wonderful. I I had a woman that 
I had a woman come up to me the other day, and uh, me and her were talking, and she said, tell me what you do. Just tell me what you do. And I said, I'll tell you something. If I tell you what I do, it won't do you a bit of good. But if I tell you what happened to me and who impacted my life, and that he can impact and change your life, you will seek after him and your life will literally be changed. Jesus. The joy of knowing Jesus. A simple U-turn. Simple U-turn. Let's keep reading. Let me get my watch out here. Okay, I got it up there. <clears throat> verse uh, 3. We're still in James chapter 1, verse 3. For you know that when your faith is tested. Uh-oh. You're being tested. I'm being tested. Your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when, for when endurance is fully developed, you will, be co- you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Can I speak to you this morning and tell you when you have Jesus, you need nothing? I don't need money. I don't need car. I don't need anything. But when I have Jesus, I have everything I need. Amen. Boy, that, that right there about make me take off running in here. And my brother-in-law, he already told me this morning, he said, if you don't take off running, I'm leaving. <laughs> I did that just for him. Because oh, he knows, you know, he knows that when you are impacted by Jesus, it just stirs a joy on the inside of you that is inexpressible. You can't even express how good God is. Let's keep reading. Verse 5. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. He will not. I'm going to tell you right now, I remember being a drug addict. And I remember telling myself that I wasn't a drug addict and I was still doing drugs. But eventually... You tell yourself enough that I don't do drugs, you wonder why I'm even doing drugs. You look around and say, hey, why are you doing this? You're telling people you ain't doing it, but you're doing it. Eventually, you begin to be convicted about it. And I'm going to tell you something. The closer you draw to Jesus, the further you get away from the world. The further you get away from sin. And I'm going to tell you, sin will pull you away. But the more you spend time in the Holy Ghost, amen. Thank you, Lord. The more time that you spend praying and fasting and getting away from the things of the world and putting your face in the Word of God and allowing Him to lead and guide you so you may be used to reach others for Jesus is such a wonderful. Oh, it's so wonderful. Okay, let's keep here. If you need wisdom, ask our God and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask Him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. I'm going to tell you right now. You start a Bible plan, and your faith is not fully in fulfilling that Bible plan, you will be blown and tossed away. And you won't finish it. 
I got plenty of plans that I haven't finished. But let me tell you something. By the grace of God, every time you start something with the Lord, you're blessed. You're blessed. You just got to keep, you got to keep at it. Discipline, 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 discipline. You know, as I go to the gym and I work out, I don't feel like it. My body don't want it. But as I know, as a spirit being, you're a three-part being. You are spirit, soul, and body. And as you begin to put your body under, and you te- your spirit, man, tells your soul what to do, then you have overcome the flesh. And when you overcome the flesh, I'm going to tell you, you, you will... You will endure, like it says in James. You will be complete. You will need nothing. But I, you, have to, you have to put the body under. You have to put the body under. You have to be born again. You have to be born again. You have to be born. Jesus in your heart and the Holy Spirit alive. Look here with me. <clears throat> go to, um, let's go to Philippians. In chapter 3, in verse 12, I, I love how Paul says this. He says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things. Or that I have already reached perfection. You with me? I'm standing up here this morning, and I'm going to tell you that I haven't reached perfection. But look what Paul says. But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. 2016, September, when I walked in the door and I felt the tug of the Holy Ghost. Amen. When I felt the tug of the Holy Ghost, I'm going to tell you something. I didn't know what I was experiencing until I experienced the love of Jesus. And it drew me closer and closer. Maybe you're here today and you find yourself maybe struggling Maybe beat down. And like Pastor said, this is a year of turnaround. And I believe that wherever you're at, the U-turn is right where you choose it to be. U-turn right there. Just stop. Turn around. If you make a mistake, stop. Turn around. And let the joy of the Lord enter your heart and the Holy Ghost. Bring such life. Such life. Let's keep reading. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. What's the one thing? Jesus. Church, that one thing is Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. When you can't pray nothing, pray Jesus. If you sit in silence and you ask Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, and I'm telling you, you will encounter the love of God. Always will. You're never alone. Forgetting the past, looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. He's calling us to be more in Him than we were the year before. And let me tell you something, and I'm just going to be vulnerable here. You cannot sit still as a Christian 
and expect to move further in the Lord. You cannot. You know, I got set free from drug addiction. You know, I said, you know what? I said, let me see. If I can, if I can stop the urge of going out and doing drugs, then maybe I can stop the urge and don't eat as much. Well, I quit that. Boom, lost weight. Oh, man, look at the Lord. Bless me. And the joy and the, and the faith. And I was like, man, I believe. And then I began to get healed. I had athlete's feet all my life. And instantly, I prayed on my feet. I said, Jesus, you said I have the, the, the feet of the gospel, and I carry good news. I'm tired of itching my feet. And instantly, my feet were healed. Are you with me? So I had done seen these miracles in my life. I mean, I'm telling you right now, turn that foot over. I'd, itch it. I'd be like a dog shaking the bed. Jesus healed my feet. I said, Lord, I'm preaching now. Instantly, I began to see these miracles. And then I see miracles in y'all's lives. And you're here this morning because Jesus, the love of God in your heart. And I'm telling you right now, there's people out there that are drug addicts. There's homeless people. There's people that are sick, that are dying. They got cancer. And they got illnesses in their body. And I'm telling you, we are the hands and feet of Jesus. We're going out there. And people want to know what have we done. And all we have to tell them is Jesus. We've encountered Jesus. Amen. We've encountered Jesus. Look here with me. And uh, let's, uh, let's go to the woman at the well. Let's just skip here. Uh, in uh, John chapter 4 verse 13. Because I believe that Jesus Christ is the living water. In John chapter 14 verse 13. 4.13, it says, let's go to 10. Let's go to verse 10. And then we'll read 13. In verse 10, Jesus replied, if you only knew, now he's speaking to the woman at the well, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I'd give you living water. Living water water. Never thirsty again. If I was to tell you that if you were dying of thirst in this room and I had the only glass of water, <clears throat> you would run me over for that glass of water. But if I was to tell you that I would give you water that you would drink and you'd never be thirsty again, which one would you do? You would drink the water that would never make you thirsty again. So in verse 13, this is what Jesus replied to her. Anyone, in verse 13, anyone, Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. Talking about the well water, okay? It becomes a flesh bubbling spring within them. Hold on, hold on, let's see here. But, Verse 14, but those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. The woman said, give it to me, Lord. And instantly, I ain't got time to read today because of time. But instantly, he showed her her sin in her life. And he says, you have multiple husbands. If you go back and read John chapter 4. And she said, 
she left there and she instantly repented in her heart. And she went and said, I met a man that knew everything about me. She had encountered Jesus. Just like in 2016, when Jesus came into my heart, I instantly wanted to repent in my heart. But I didn't understand that you can't. You can't clean the house and sweep it clean and not replace it with something. If you don't replace it with something, guess what? Them, 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 them uh, demons and them uh, addictions come back seven times stronger in your heart. And you are way, you're way, way off, way further off than you was when you first started. But when I cleaned and swept and I quit using drugs and I got prayed over and they laid hands on me like they did in the book of Acts and like Paul did and I got filled with the Holy Ghost... Man, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you. And I love it. I love it. I feel like in the, in the, what was it, the 90s where they encountered Jesus. It was the love, the Jesus movement. 70s. 70s. And them hippies was in love with Jesus. In 2016, that's what I felt. I felt so in love with Jesus. And you allow yourself to be along with God, praying in the Spirit, and let your body just shut it off. And there'll be so much healing take place. Look here with me. In uh, Luke chapter 11. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Luke chapter 11 and verse 10. You, <clears throat> for everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Ain't that beautiful? You're here this morning, and you're knocking. And the door is being answered. I don't know what you're dealing with, but I believe in my heart. With the faith of God's Word... And God's will being produced in your life and His plan and His purpose and the power of the Holy Ghost, it will be fulfilled. It will be fulfilled. Healing, sickness, disease, everything leave your body. Let's keep reading. <clears throat> Verse 11. You fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or, if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So, if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give you the Holy Ghost? If you ask Him. I'm going to tell you right now, I used to, I thought, man, you know what? Because you deal with humans, and I'm human, and when you don't see something happen, you start to doubt it. And it's just evident. But I'm telling you, I believe it with all my heart. If you give your life to Jesus, and you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, and you speak in tongues, and you pray, and you read God's Word, I'm going to tell you right now, your life will be changed. I have laid hands on people, and I have, I mean, with just a little bit of faith, and they said, there's no way. And I said, be filled in Jesus' name. And they just instantly, instantly 
be filled and start speaking instantly. And I am shocked. And I believe it. And I follow up and I see them. And their lives changed. You know, that's why you think about it in 2024 to be eight years for me. And I'm going to tell you right now, I was so bad. I was so addicted. And there's people in this room right now that know that knew me back then. And they said, there's no possible way. He robbed me. He stole everything from me. He done drugs. I seen him. But when Jesus came into my life, they said, there's something different. There's something different. Hold on just a minute. He's either going to work for Hollywood or he's a really good actor. But these years have gone by and praise God for Jesus. The fruit of the Holy Ghost being produced in my life. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. I'm telling you just over and over, it keeps coming. Thank you, Jesus. Look here with me. We're getting there. We're getting there. Thank you, Lord. And uh, let's go to uh, let's go to John chapter fifteen, and verse nine. John fifteen. And if you don't have a Bible, oh my goodness! I tell you what, it's the greatest thing that you could ever get. Because you know what? When I first got saved, I couldn't read. That's another miracle. I couldn't read. And I, 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 the youth pastor at the time was Daniel Piercy. And I didn't even have a job, didn't have a driver's license. I, I just got a DUI before I went to prison, not prison, before I went to 201 Poplar for a felony charge. Before that, I got a DUI. I didn't have no license, but he got me a job. And he rode back and forth to work with him. And I would watch him. Because the first thing you do is you watch another Christian and you see what they do. And you think, surely that'll work for me if I do what they do. And uh, I began to see him listening to the Bible. So I put the King James Bible on my telephone, and I listened to it. And I will follow along. And I'm going to tell you right now, King James, I love it. But I learned how to read by listening to the King James Bible. Because if you can read a King James Bible, you can read an English Bible. <laughs> Amen. You can. You can do it. I promise you. The, the, Jesus is so good to us. He's so good to us. And I began, I remember pastor, he put me up in front of the church on a Wednesday night. I scared to death. Boy, 350 pounds, be sweating like I done ate five ho-hos. And I'm, I'm nervous, nervous, shaking. And I'm holding. He gave me a card, one of them little vanilla cards. He said, I'm going to write it on there. You just read it. I practice all week. I get up here. I still mess up. He didn't realize it. He called me in his office. He said, son, I didn't know you didn't know how to read. And I said, well, I wasn't going to tell you. <laughs> if your pastor asks you to do something, you do it. Amen. You want to turn around? There's a turnaround. <laughs> okay. John chapter 15. We're almost there. In John chapter 15, in verse 9. Let me find it here in my Bible. Okay, here we go. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Just as I obey the Father's commandments and I remain in His love. Jesus was about the Father. 
He was always about the Father, and we're always about Jesus. When you're about Jesus, you're about the Father. And you're so focused that even though you fail on the Bible plan, even though you forget to read, even though if you forget to pray, He is always there. He'll never leave you. That's what's so wonderful. That's what keeps you in love with Him. You know, my wife, after all the stuff I put her through, there's no greater love than one that will stand by you when you just continually treat them like garbage. There's no greater love. How much more does Jesus love us even though we continually sin, even though we continually let Him down, and He holds nothing account? Holds nothing account. That is so wonderful. And I'm telling you, you're here this morning. And if I don't put a fire under you, if I don't light you up and point you in a direction, I'm telling you right now, Jesus. Jesus. He loves you. He's so wonderful. Let's keep reading here. Oh, me. That gets me excited. When you obey my commandments, verse 10... You remain in my love just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in His love. Verse 11. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. And let me, let me, let me say this. Joy is not a emotion. It's not something you feel. Because your soul is made up of your mind, will, and emotions. But when your spirit is filled with joy, oh my, oh my, oh my, I can't even cry at a funeral. I, I mean, it it's, it's just excites me that I know that I'm going to spend eternity in heaven. And I, I was telling Mackenzie, um, we were sitting around the table at Christmas, and I said, somebody... Better tell a joke. Because every time something sad happens or something, instantly, you tell a joke, everybody starts laughing. And it's the joy. It's an emotion. And I believe in my heart that the world uses our soul to drag us and pull us by our emotions and whether we're sad, whether we're happy, and that's how we feel. That's how we base our day. But I'm telling you, once you have the joy of the Lord in your spirit, I'm not talking about in your soul. And a lot of Christians, they're more soulish than they are spiritual. But once you become spirit-filled in the Holy Ghost, praise God, and you... Decide in your heart, regardless of what happens to you, regardless of your circumstance, I will serve the Lord. Amen. I will serve the Lord. Regardless, there will be overwhelming joy that will overflow in your heart. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> One more scripture and we're going to pray. Go to me. Go with me to uh, Matthew chapter 3, verse 15. In Matthew 3, verse 15. But Jesus said, It should be done. 
He's talking to John to baptize him. He said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. John says, Lord, you want me to baptize you? He says, we must carry out what the Lord requires. So John agreed. And I believe there's people in the house this morning, amen, that agree to carry out God's plan. And I believe with the power of the Holy Ghost in Jesus Christ that I am giving you a direction to point you in 2024 to make a U-turn, whatever it may be, that God loves you, there's a plan for your life, and that you will carry out all the requirements of God. So John agreed to baptize him. After his baptism, as Jesus come up out of the water, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. You with me? And a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. That U-turn, that U-turn, that turnaround for 2024, it's bringing joy in your life. Amen? Amen. It's bringing joy in your life. So much joy. Now I'm about to pray for you. And Brother Chad, can you come up here and play the guitar? Give us a little bit of that minister and that gift he's got. <laughs> you know, when I sing at the jail, it ain't very much of a gift. <laughs> but praise God, he anoints it. <clears throat> I'm telling you that as you sit here this morning, and I'm going to pray for you, and after we close, we're going to make an opportunity for the altars to be open. If you want to come up here and be filled with the Holy Ghost, I'll pray for you. I anoint you, but I want to pray for you. So, church, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for every person on earth, Father. Lord, I just pray that each and every person that will come to know you. And if you don't know Jesus and you're in this room this morning, I would like to pray for you. Just like in 2016 when I encountered Jesus. And maybe you say, I know Jesus, but you just feel let down. You just feel worn out. I want you, after we pray for these people to come to Jesus, I want you to make your way down here after we close. And I want to personally pray for you. I want the Lord to touch you. And I want there to be a fire igniting in you. That fresh living water. That water that brings life, that you'll never be thirsty again, just like the woman at the well. When Jesus encountered her, she said, let me go and tell them about a man that knew everything. And she instantly became a disciple and preached the gospel of Jesus. So if you're in this room this morning and you do not know Jesus, I want to pray for you. So if that's you, church, will you pray with me? Say, Jesus, be the Lord of my life. I repent of my sins. I put my faith in you. I believe that you are the Son of God. And you paid for my sins on the cross. 
I believe in Jesus' name. Amen. to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church.